episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud is brought to you by Maccas. Hi, Monique Bowley here. I'm off on special projects for another week, so today we're sharing with you some of the highlights of the last seven months, as well as some of the bits that never quite made it to air. If you're new to this podcast, hello. (laughs) This is the weekly show where there's no such thing as too much information. It's everything from news, politics, pop culture, trends, just what women are talking about this week. Coming up today, that time that Tony Abbott's daughter told us all about her dad. Can Michael Rowland from ABC News Breakfast make anything sound sexy? And host of The Bachelor, Osher Gunsberg, spills his guts on what happens behind the scenes of The Bachelor Mansion. And he drops a hint of what we can expect on the new season of The Bachelorette. I've seen our Bachelor Sam do some pretty amazing things. He's, yeah, we did Can this he one. self-pollinate? Well, we did this one date where I can't give too much away. We did this one date where he did something so cute and so adorable. <gasps> did you ovulate? Well, pretty much every woman on set was like, that's it. My ovaries just, it just exploded. Like, he's just so lovely. He like, came into the Mamma Mia office a week or two ago and he seems very sweet. He's the lie. I don't the know anything about him. You shooting? He's now. the nicest. He's Is absolutely he? lovely. We made a video for Rosie because he was Devo that he didn't get yeah. to see Rosie, so we made a little video to Rosie and sent it to Rosie because she was sick that day. Oh, so he's quite snaggy, huh? He's a bit of a sense. No, new age I wouldn't guy. say that. I would say he's he confidently owns his manhood and he's not afraid to be honest with his emotions. Is he a personal trainer? He is. He owns a gym. <laughs> And he owns a, a franchise of uh, um, uh, it's a company that basically does kids parties and fitness programs for primary school kids. Mm. And he's got like a hundred and eight franchises around Australia. So he's, he's successful. A, he's a very successful, mm. well-made man, uh, self-made man. And when I well, well-made as well, I'll see him with a shirt off. But when I asked him about why now, why the bachelor, he goes, well, my business is at a point where I can take three months off, and nice. it can kind of run itself. Fair enough. He finally, yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, man. Yeah, he does. He's and a lovely man. What's your shooting schedule like? Oh, we're, we're crazy. We're wall to wall. We shot, we wrapped last night at midnight and I was on set this morning at 7.30 and I live 45 minutes from work. So. When does the new season start? Do you... Oh, soon. But months or weeks or no, days? No, it won't be long. It won't be long. Do you know, Osh, we weren't going to even talk, we weren't even going to say the B word today. We thought, I had this conversation with Mia where I said, (laughs) I just need to know all the things. And she said, don't put him in that box. He's so much more than The Bachelor. I'm happy to talk about Bachelor because I love the fact that I get to be a part of getting people to fall in love every day. When people say, so who won last year? I'm like, nobody wins anything. People just fall in love. Love was the winner. And that's the beautiful thing, man. It's gorgeous. Watching our batch... Get to fall. Watching the transformation that has to come across, but it's what the men watching the transformation that has mm. to come across them for them to go. I feel like I could be this guy. To oh my goodness, I'm in love with this woman oh at the gosh. end of the the time. It's really nice to witness. But don't you think we're all going to be looking through through looking at it with a cynical lens this time because Blake was such a fuck up. Um, they him and Louise are still together. We've all had. We all have have made. Mistake. Poor decisions in relationships. Unfortunately for those guys, it I was on national have. television. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Do you feel- imagine, like so, Mia? Just imagine if what yeah. happened. I don't know. You've talked about it. Imagine yeah. if what happened in your personal life yeah. was on a television show. You Are you know shooting everything. them simultaneously? We finished one. We've started Bachelorette now. So you oh went from one straight to the other. Yeah, Walter. We're back to back. We shot them. Back oh, to so back. Bachelor's done. Mm. Oh, yeah. what? 
We're shooting Bachelorette already. And I it's have fantastic. a question. Yes, in Bachelorette in the US, they just had she had sex. It's good for her. Why doesn't that happen here, or does it? And you just don't show it. I don't. It's a... I don't know if it's happened here or not. If it has, they were very stealthy and good for them. Uh, but uh, women like sex just as much as men. Exactly. And good for them. Uh, as long as, you know, everyone's safe and protected and it's consensual and everyone's having a good time, I don't understand the problem. But do you think maybe if Blake had had sex with Sam or not had sex, as the case may be, he might have seen, you know, do you think there's a try before you buy aspect to it? No, I don't. I don't know. I think I don't know about that relationship. I don't know what was going on there. But do you think sex is an important part of the dating and falling in love process or Aside not? from Bachelor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in my... Um, and I can only speak from my personal sure. experience. I think even before sex, if you're like really into someone and you're like, hey, this is going really well, she's really cute, she's really great, and then you're passionate, you go, oh, you're a terrible kisser. Mm, that's bad. It's the worst. Hey, Osha, you yes. know how sometimes it gets down to like four, three or four women and it's really hard to choose? Do you ever like have a favourite and kind of try and influence The Bachelor? And be like, listen, Not at all. Mate, Not really? at all. But is there no. a part of you that wants to? No. Not at all. I um it's it's the the wonderful thing about this show is watching the the people who are involved live out their real and true emotions and we have to give them a feeling of trust and a feeling of safety that they won't be um, you know pushed around in any way. But you so, guys must form a pretty a friendship fortune fire. I mean, who hmm. else can he talk to? Who else yeah. understands? Who else knows the yeah, players? It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. So he must you, you must be a kind of a fast friendship that forms between. Yeah, it you is. And it is, but I don't. I, I never say anything to. So him. he never's like, mate. What should I do? I never said anything to Tim. I never said anything to Blake about this is what you should do. I only ever said. I only talked about my own experience. Mm. I, I never mm. did any kind of because I can't in, in in my show in my industry. You've got to be very careful with. You know, and it was the same. We went back to all the way back to Australian Idol, like because it was a competition with a lot at stake. Yeah. If you told one kid, uh, "Oh, just when you're on camera, make sure you do this," because it looks, you had to tell all of them. You yeah, can't, right. you cannot, because there's so much at stake. So, um, you know, I've been that's been well trained into me to not do anything about that. But it's look, it's a great show. I love it. Osha, are you still friends with the previous Bachelors? Uh, as I'm still mates with Tim. In fact, he uh, put his hands on me not only last week. When uh, he's got very strong fingers, powerful hands, Mia. <laughs> not a um, not catching up for beers with Blake. I don't drink, so I just go to see him when he chiropractic. He just gets massages. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And my um, other question is, do you feel that was sorry? Very diplomatic. <laughs> do I feel what? Do you feel sorry for the some of the girls on the show? Um, I came to this moral question at the very, very start of my job in reality television when I started in, in, in 2003 with Australian Idol. And it was, um, I've never worked on a reality show that hadn't been already aired somewhere else. I'd never worked on a show that wasn't accessible as a general member of the public to see what it was about. I feel like it's the same as if you're buying a, you know anything, you've got to check it out before you purchase it. All right. And if you buy it and then you're happy with it, well, you you paid for it or your signature's on the contract. So uh, I had to go, well, these folks are all here because they want to be here. Is it something I would do? Maybe not. But these people would definitely want to be here. They see value in it and therefore good for them. And Why would you feel sorry for the Mons? I don't know. Because sometimes – because reality TV puts people under a microscope and a pressure cooker and people can get really emotional and lose control and just lose their minds. And that would be really hard to watch someone go through that. You I'm going to put it an... to you, I'm going to put it to you that people get emotional and lose their minds and lose control and then write shit on Facebook and then everyone they know and care about sees them lose their minds and lose control. They're, you know, it's not any different in my opinion that – 
you know, they're they're doing they're exposing themselves as much on their social media feeds. So I don't really think that it's really that much different. Mon's knows of what she speaks. She came third on Australia's <laughs> greatest bake off. Unreal. <laughs> she did. But it was less it was a less of an emotional journey, Mons. I didn't there was cry. certainly no sex involved. No. I didn't sob. I was only baking cakes. Of. But I know what it's like to be under pressure. You know, there's a lot of women there. There's probably a lot of cameramen and sound guys. Are there any like sort of is there any frisson between these very we are attractive a very, girls? And... We are a very professional crew. It's very important to us. Uh, like I said, we need to – these people come on the show and they put a lot of trust in us that they can exhibit themselves and, and be emotional mm. and actually fall in love. And so it's very – like the conversations are very, can I put a microphone on you? Is this going to be okay? Can Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And that's about it. Really? Or can you t- just a few steps to your left? Thanks very but much. But surely the girls, especially when there's a lot of them, would I, I mean, what, they'd just have a crack at you, have a crack at the soundie maybe. The, 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 everyone's, no? everyone's very professional. Everyone's married. Everyone's married and got girlfriends, man. Mm. You like, didn't last season. Pardon? You didn't last season. Yeah, but I'm professional. I'm, pros- I'm professional. Well, it's professional, but you still got a beating heart yeah. well, and other things. It's not like that, though. It's it's not. I, I would say it's the same because, again, you know, we're dealing with people's real emotions and real trust, and they need to trust that they can be the vulnerable, uh, emotional person that they are when they're in a relationship in this environment that we've, is very weird to be in, and mm. we need to give them that. And, the, mm. you know, they don't need to feel under threat that while they're in that vulnerable position, let me take care of you. I know it. You know, I, I can't do that. <laughs> that would be incre- incredibly exploitative and I would never, ever do mm. that. Never, ever, yeah, ever, Yeah, but ever. sometimes love just happens. Yeah. So sometimes you just fall in love under the <sighs> candlelight and the I, roses. Look, I don't know about you, but me, like, it's not like I'm a Labrador looking for a kitchen scrap. It's like, well, <laughs> not that that's what these women are. You know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not so... You know, completely desperate for physical affection you that I will that I will hunt every woman mm. in front of me mm. down. It's like, mm. well, you know, I pick and choose my time, and that is my mm. job, and therefore it's off limits, and that's it. Yeah, right. I would never ever go there, not only because of my career, but also out of respect for them. They came on a show for a particular reason. Be good I, for ratings, though. I wouldn't. Oh, it'd be terrible for if everyone. you just ran in and grabbed a rose and just gave it to <laughs> thrust it into some. Girl's Did it, well, hand. I, I'll give you this, right? Okay, so I've been sitting here for five minutes defending myself from you two, but I will tell you one thing that because this is what you want to hear. So I'll tell you. In the Austrian version of The Bachelor, mm. it got to the very, very end. All right, they're on Curacao or some beautiful Caribbean island, all right? And it got to the very, very end. And he, you know, number two, the, the girl comes up and it goes, look, you know, it's been great, but it's not you. She's in tears. She leaves. And then, you know, the sun's setting and the, the, the final one walks up the aisle or whatever and it goes, listen – um, I really fell in love with you. I fell for you so hard. Uh, you're just the best ever. Uh, but I can't do this because I know you're having an affair with a director. <laughs> Camera cuts to the control room. I'm not shitting you. This happened. Cuts to the control room. The director stands up, walks out of the control room. Camera cuts back wide to the set with all the cameramen in sight. Uh, director walks into this shot. Director completely breaks the fourth wall, walks into the shot, takes the girl's hand, cut to outside, him and the girl walking down the beach together. Oh, I love it. It happened. That really happened. Apparently. I love apparently it. Apparently it happened. That's brilliant. Austrians. <laughs> it's not going to happen this year though, is it? No, 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 no. We are making a fantastic show. Well, that's just the thing. Well, it know? didn't happen. It's over. The executive producers of our show uh, on uh, Bachelor, they're all dads. And they're all dads of, mm. well, now teenage girls. Oh, that's good. So they are like at every, every single step of the way wanting to – you know, maintain the, the, the safety of that space for these, these women. And on Bachelorette, 
our um, producer Amelia, she's just fantastic, and and she and Sam are uh, thick as thieves, and it's really, really, really lovely. Do all the men live in a house together? Yes, the house. Well, you should see we're the same house, but we've mm. redone it in boy mode. <laughs> oh, Less bold and beautiful. Oh, it looks like a old spice commercial. It's like, <laughs> there's like Chesterfield lounges and taxidermy and nautical things. It's fantastic. Taxidermy. Oh, it's brilliant. Like a pheasant stuck on there. It's so good, it's man. what every man wants. Everybody wants pheasant. a stuffed pheasant. Mm. Have any of <laughs> the, the men cried yet? Well, they're an emotional bunch. Mom. Are they? That's what I'll tell you. Sensitive. That's all I can, that's all I can tell you about Bachelorette. <laughs> One of the segments people really loved or really hated this year was the episode when we spoke to Tony Abbott's daughter. Except it wasn't the Prime Minister Tony Abbott's daughter we were talking to. We did a call out for listeners who share their name with a very famous person. And poor Tony Abbott, the non-PM version, was not happy about it at all. Got one more for you guys. Hello. Hi, is that Janelle? Yes. Your name isn't famous, but someone that you know is. Yeah, my dad's name is Tony Abbott. Oh. Oh. Oh, How does that go, Janelle? Dad tells me that he kind of prayed that Tony wouldn't be elected because he'd been receiving flack for about two years of his name. Then to his devastation, he was elected and, of course, has become enormously disliked as our Prime Minister, in my opinion. And that's just only increased my dad's disapproval of the situation. But I find I find it all enormously comical, actually. <laughs> Does he vote for the Liberal Party? No, no, not at all. Oh, no. That's <laughs> even worse. He's actually at the point of agitation. He tells me... He's approached about his name daily by people bringing it to his attention. It would be really annoying because people would tell them his, they would tell him their political positions all the time. You wouldn't be able to get through the supermarket or the bank queue. Yes, yes. Well, now he goes, he actually goes by the name Anthony when he's doing things like checking into a hotel, picking up his mail and paying bills and meeting new people. (laughs) But when I'm with him and that's how he introduces himself, I point out that his name's actually Tony and then to get a bit of a rise. Oh, you're a good daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a burden. That really is a burden, that one. And a burden on the family too. Imagine telling people your dad's Tony Abbott. Yeah, well, I constantly, I'm constantly asked, are you Tony Abbott's daughter? And I even posted him a birthday card the other week at the post office and the gentleman at the counter said to me, you're writing to the Prime Minister? And I just replied with a laugh saying, no, that's my dad. And then, of course, it's followed, are you his daughter? So my brother-in-law thinks I should apply for university scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) Your brother-in-law's a genius. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Janelle. And give our best to Anthony Abbott. Yes, Anthony, I will do. Thanks, guys. (laughs) See ya. Thanks. That's yeah. a tough one. Every morning we wake up with Michael Rowland and Virginia Trioli on ABC News Breakfast. And, you know, we don't want to objectify men's voices, but Michael Rowland's voice has been admired by many. We're not the first. So we thought earlier this year we'd put him to the test. Can he make anything sound sexy? I had a good chat with Michael Rowland. Oh, did oh, you? Was it fun? It was so fun. And I made something. For him. I made something for myself to listen to. Wow. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Hey, thanks very much, Michael. No worries, Monique. Nice to meet you. Monique, 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 Monique. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) You are a talented creature. Monique, nice to meet you. (laughs) 
the ABC breakfast presenter mm. has the kind of voice that we'd like to wake up to in the morning. But just how good is it? I do wake up to his voice in the morning pretty much. Do you? I love watching that show. No, it's really good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I thought I'd put it to the test and I asked him to record something for us today. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want you to guess. Okay. okay. Have a listen to this. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight. Oh my God. The ends of being and ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's got a good voice. Yeah. So, any guesses what that was? No, poetry. Next challenge. Just how good is yeah. this guy? Let's... It's kind of easy to make that sort of thing lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see how he goes with this. Moist, soft, cloud-like folds of creamy egg is what you're aiming for here. Before you start, you need the right ratio of cream to egg. Too much means your scrambled eggs will ooze out excess moisture. Get that oh pan hot. Oh my god! Keep gosh. the mixture moving. Start gently, then really push it. Push it around the pan. Push it real good. <laughs> I cannot believe you got Michael Rollins What to was read that? that? It was a recipe for was, scrambled eggs. It was a cookbook. Yeah. Keep that going. was glorious. How good was Please that? tell me there's another one. Next challenge. I've got more. The hardest thing to make sound sexy. Mm-hmm. A document from the Australian Tax Office. For the purposes of steps one to five, payment summary includes comparable statements and statutory declarations. Do not combine amounts from different payment summaries unless instructed at steps five and six. Tell me more. If you have any PAYG payment summaries, foreign employment, go to step six. Take me to step six. Take me there. He's good, isn't he? I tell you what, every year the Australian tax office comes to us at Mamma Mia and chats to us about advertising and how they can get people more excited about tax. I think we have the answer. Wow. And the very last thing is a gift to you because one of the girls in the office said today, I wish his voice would wake me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I got him to record us an alarm okay. so that we can download it onto our phones and have his voice as our alarm. Good morning, darling. You look so lovely in your sleep, but it's time to wake up now. Today is a new day. <laughs> Open your eyes. Rise and shine. Imagine waking up to that in the morning. Okay, so it's Monique here again. Um, I've got a confession to make. I'm not really on special projects as much as I am just having a break from work for a couple of weeks. And in that time, I will be eating at McDonald's. And that's kind of a sentence I never thought I'd say because me and Maccas, you know, we don't have that great of a relationship. But something's changed in the last month or so. They've got this thing called Create Your Taste, where you actually get to build your own burger. So I am super, super fussy about what I eat, like ridiculously fussy. So I never would have eaten at Macca's. But I gave it a go. And what you can do, it's so high tech now. So you, you can just build your own burger on these touchscreen TVs, and then they make it for you fresh out the back. So you can choose from like five different cheeses, like seven different sauces, caramelized onions if you want, beetroot, egg, like so much stuff, so much stuff. You could build yourself one of those huge, like 
it's deli, like sandwich shop kind of burgers, like just enormous burgers that's got whatever you want in it. So you don't have to have the like McChicken or the whatever else is on their menu. You can, you could build a burger that didn't even have any meat in it if you wanted to. Like if you're a vegetarian, you could just go the most gigantic salady burger. Or if you were like gluten-free, you don't even have to have a bun on this burger. You could just make a burger out of lettuce. It's completely, it's amazing. You can just build whatever you want in it. So thank you for doing that, Maccas, because now fussy people like me, food snobs like me, can get the exact burger that they want with the convenience of being at a Macca's. And also the ability to still have a McFlurry at the end, which I I very much appreciate. The thing about podcasting is that we get to hear so many more women's voices. One of the things I read this year I'd love to share with you again because it's really stuck with me. This is for any woman that has to get up and speak in front of a crowd or in front of their workmates or in front of a microphone. So the other thing about women's voices that's really interesting is this thing I read that Amy Poehler said about how men talk slower at meetings and she's looking to model her behaviour. She models her behaviour on men, not because she wants to be like anti-feminist, but because sometimes she wants to be less emotional in her business transactions. Mm. And she says... Lately, she's been trying to talk much slower at meetings because every guy in power talks much more slowly and that men are much more comfortable taking up conversational real estate. And she's so right because whenever I talk, I always try and get everything out as quickly as possible and then sort of get it in and then get out because I think I'm not worthy of having this time. And she just says men just take their time and give zero shits about taking up space. It's man-spreading. It makes them look – it's man-spreading. Via voice. Of, yes, yeah. but it's also – it makes them look smarter because a minute the person speaks a bit slower, they seem like they're thinking more, Yeah, that they're more intellectual. And you do lean forward, and you do you? lean forward and really often they're not saying anything at all but they're saying it in a way that makes them look really smart. So true. Do you know who I always try to channel when I'm speaking publicly? Tanya Plibersek. Really? Because she always speaks slowly. Not dumb slowly, but she always speaks calmly. I get emotional and then my register will get higher and I'll talk really fast like humans or I'll get passionate about something. But she always speaks very clearly and it's about not being scared to leave that room. Yes. Don't be scared of silence. Except on a podcast when you just think it's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening today. This special episode of the podcast was brought to you by Maccas. You can contact the show on podcast at mamamia.com.au or by the show's Facebook page, which is Mamma Mia Out Loud in Facebook. If you're missing your weekly dose of what everyone's talking about, try listening to Just Between Us. It's the podcast from the women's website, Debrief Daily. Hosted by Sarah McDonald and Dr. Rebecca Huntley, it's a smart take on the news of the week. This show today was put together by me, Monique Bowley, for the Mamma Mia Podcast Network. It's part of the Mamma Mia Women's Network with where there's four websites, mamamia.com.au, where you can read about what everyone's talking about today, our parenting site, themotherish.com, our health and beauty site, theglow.com.au, and debriefdaily.com, where the conversation for women goes next. 
we'll be back with a fresh episode for your ears next week.